Just a quick heads up, The Holy Hive Show does contain adult language that may not be suitable for sensitive listeners and children. Welcome to The Holy Hive Show. Today on the podcast, modest is hottest, except when it comes to viral infections. Utahns think masks are overkill during the global pandemic. Also, we're going to do some uh, conspiracy theories about Lagoon and why uh, they might have an underground zoo where they hold local artists captive. And Utah bars are asking for a life raft from Utah lawmakers as they attempt to sell booze to go. All right, let's go. Yeah, so we have been talking about this idea about putting together a website where we could put up blogs and uh, video content and podcasts um, for Utah. And this is an idea that we've kind of been bouncing around for a few years. Um, and I've worked for a few radio stations here in Utah, um, mostly under the Broadway media umbrella. So they own like uh, X96 and U92, ESPN 700. Um, so I've been around radio and stuff like that. <clears throat> but we just really thought it'd be a kind of a, a cool thing to create a website where we could make Utah content that wasn't like local news. It was more... Audience driven, you know, it's yeah. not so much, it's not so much journalism, capital J journalism, no. so much as just observational, you know, like, like we're going to talk about things that are going on in Utah and in no way are we professionals on any of this stuff. And we are not trying to solve any of it. If anything, we're just kind of trying to take the piss out of things. Okay. So Utahns and masks. Yeah. Let's get into it. What is going on? A lot of Utahns are unmasking themselves, you could say. And showing, taking pride in it, Showing too. their true colors, I think. It's... Did you see the, like, the town hall meeting they had in Utah County? I did. It was pretty gross. It was... <laughs> it was pretty gross. I was really confused specifically by some of the people, like, around... And look, hats off to these people for wearing a mask. But I was confused at the people wearing masks at the anti-mask rally. Like, there are people kind mm -hmm. of around the edge of the room wearing masks and... I support those people, obviously, but yeah, you're at an anti-mask rally. It was all confusing. I am glad that they they postponed it, and it does seem as if the uh, the man in charge of that meeting—I don't remember his name off the top of my head—but he he has been pretty active on Twitter, kind of you know denouncing that sort of behavior, and I think that's a good thing. So, like what we're talking about is there was this meeting in Utah County. Um, a bunch of parents are very concerned about how uh, schools, local schools, are going to approach masks. The one I read an article from uh, Mac Jones at KSL during this meeting, uh, this guy, Bill Lee, when he when he stepped up to address the crowd, he took his mask off and people actually cheered. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what the like. He's the, a hero he, yeah, for taking off his mask. Yeah. I just I really don't understand the pride behind it. Like, no, it's fine if either. you don't like wearing like I don't necessarily like wearing a mask, mm -hmm. but it's the risk that it mitigates is so much higher than like the slight uncomfortable feeling of wearing yeah. a mask. It's like really not that bad at all. Yeah. Um, but that's just personal. I'm not going to say that anyone's wrong or right for not liking it, but like, come like think of other people. Yeah. You don't <laughs> have to like it. I, un I understand not liking it, you, you know, especially if you have some dog shit breath, but like, which if, like, that's a whole other problem <laughs> with wearing a mask yeah. is like, do you ever just get a whiff? Of I it? saw, I saw a picture on, uh, on on the internet it was just like what it smells like inside my mask and it was just like a snickers bar shoved inside of a pickle and i'm like <laughs> that's close it's, it's pretty good that's the worst mask breath yeah but it also i think that's good because like 
uh, the one of the I guess positive benefits of this whole pandemic is that people are kind of watching their hygiene a little bit more. Yeah, people raises, are really washing their raises, hands. It raises it raises bad breath awareness. I think. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are looking at themselves in the mirror these days, like, "What have I been doing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's it. Maybe that these people are just so sick of smelling their own dog shit breath that they're like, "We will not. We will not abide these mask mandates." Absolutely. I'm sick of smelling my breath. So to get inside the mind of some of these people, I was like, what better place to try to understand uh, the arguments of the people who don't want to wear masks than to go to Facebook? Yeah, that's <laughs> and, a, always a great plan. Yeah, and because Facebook is the last bastion of productive discussion mm-hmm. in our great country. That's where problems are being solved. That's where people go to understand other people's experiences with empathy and so I thought, let's try to understand why people don't want to wear masks. These are actual comments pulled from stories, rea- or pulled from people's reactions to stories that KSL and Fox 13 were posting. So uh, comment number one, and again, I'm, qu- I'm qu- these are quoted verbatim comments. I did not doctor these in any way. So comment number one, the populations mostly affected are younger and Hispanic. Worrying about whether shoppers in Draper are wearing masks in Harmons or Cafe Rio is not helping. <laughs> that was a good drop. And I'm not like a huge fan of the Karen meme. Sure. But if there was ever a prime example of the Karen meme, it would be a woman complaining about Hispanic people <laughs> yeah. causing mask mandates and it impeding on her trips to Cafe Rio. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> By all the gods, if this woman has to wear a mask to Cafe Rio, the streets will run green with Tomatillo Ranch dressing, and she will take her business to Costa Vida. It is delicious dressing, though. It is really good. So good. Yeah. I'll talk shit on uh, Cafe Rio all day, but that ranch dressing is... Yeah, as will I. The whitest, tastiest shit ever. And honestly, they do shouts to Cafe Rio for having vanilla Coke on Fountain at all times. Yeah, that's that, nice, too. That stuff is unbelievable. Ooh, nice, too. Yeah. See, now we've just, like, divul- like this. It. Yeah, we've Full devolved circle. into just uh, <laughs> Cafe Rio. This is a Cafe Rio masturbatory podcast. We're yeah. just going to talk about the nugget ice. Okay, comment number two. They, meaning the government, will assuredly continue to abide by unsubstantiated guidelines that will include a vaccine and many other communist implementations. We are only free as long as we fight to be free. Oppression comes when we choose to do nothing. What did the communists ever do to this guy? I know. The communism is just one of those words where it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, uh, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because there's commun, we do do communist things in our government right mm-hmm. now, but they think of it like, you know, you do one little thing and it makes the whole country communist. It's right up there with ironic, you know. Everybody thinks everything is ironic. Or literally. Or literally, yeah. Everything is literally communist. Everything is literally communist. (laughs) Exactly. So I thought this was funny because he's saying, essentially, mask mandate equals everyone in line, sheeple. Yep. And then they roll the hard stuff on us, the vaccines. So when they have a vaccine, they're going to make us all get the vaccine, and that's how the communists attack. Exactly. So... I found a list of six vaccines that you're supposed to get or you're required to get by the state uh, before you start kindergarten. So this is stuff that, I mean, if we're all up to up to snuff on our uh, our vaccines, stuff that we've all got vaccines for. So diphtheria, what, do you know what diphtheria is? No. And it, guess what? I'm never going to learn yeah. because I have a vaccine <laughs> for it. <laughs> Polio, 
again. I do know what that one is, yeah, actually. Do, yeah, oh, it's pretty too. famous. That's the FDR. Yeah. Uh, measles, mumps, rubella. So that's all in one vaccine. You can knock three. Yeah, and out there was shot. some there was some measles drama a few years ago. I specifically yeah. remember that. Disneyland some, too. There was like a little measles outbreak. Some real measles issues, you know. Hepatitis A. Cool. Hepatitis B. Better. And I think I think it's pronounced varicella, which is just chicken pox. So it's chicken pox vaccine. Varicella sounds really fancy. Like it honestly, I don't know why we've we ever started calling it chicken pox when varicella well, that's probably why. Because people are like, ooh, varicella. Yeah. Like it's it almost too sounds appealing. like a it sounds like a soft cheese. That's how they that's how, that's how they rebranded chicken pox. They were just like yeah, varicella they, sounds too cool. We need to we need to call it chicken pox. But yeah, chicken pox. Um, but yeah, varicella sounds like a, a bottle of like champagne that rappers drink or something. Yeah, exactly. Pop a bottle, varicella. Anyway, so communism has already invaded Utah and they're responsible for eradicating polio. So thank you, communists. Shouts to, shouts to communists. Shout out to communism. Down with polio. For, do we got to drop for shouts out to communism? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it works. I'll, I'll get the layout. Yeah, down. we need, yeah, I'll we get need, the let's down. do We need a shout out drop. Okay, so comment number three. This is the last one. Um, and it might be my favorite. If I choose not to protect myself, that's my choice. If you're wearing a mask, you've made your choice. Mine does not affect you. Yeah. So the first when I when I first saw this comment, I honestly thought it was a troll. Um, and I was like, that guy's playing it a little too over the plate. Yeah. For it be like for people to get it. And then I just like kept reading through the comment board and that same guy was just basically just repeating that same thing. He's like, make your choice. You can live the way that you want to live. I can live the way that I want to live. My choice doesn't affect you. And it's kind of scary because it's like shows that there's a lot of people in Utah that just don't understand the concept of what a contagion is. Yeah. And that's pretty scary. <laughs> in a pandemic, pretty much everyone's actions affects everyone else. Yeah. It's, you know. <sighs> so frustrating it truly is and like it just shows a complete lack of you know i just think compassion and empathy yeah um like they they just think that they are in their own little bubble and maybe if you live on your own farm you got acres of land and you don't need to go anywhere that's fine but that is still actually someone's action you know yeah not actually not affecting someone because they're just living on a farm yeah if i was like like i understand if you're living in a small town in the middle of like central Utah and there's less than 500 people in the whole town and you know around there people aren't really getting sick and stuff and you don't have a lot of people coming through and you're like yeah we're gonna take it a little easier maybe like whoever the leader of that town is like that's fine shit's going down here in Salt Lake yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean like in terms of not to rewind too far but like Governor Herbert announced today that he is he's kind of altering the way that we color code our our counties, you know, so currently Salt Lake County is in orange. That's that's our uh-huh. color code. They are changing it so that s- children in Salt Lake can now go to school, you know, even yeah. though we're in code orange. That Before today, that was not going to be allowed. It's going to be all yeah. online. I mean, so there, Salt there, Lake County yeah. has 50% of all of the cases in Utah. That's just one county, yeah. you know. I mean, it's it's... It's more difficult than just like, well, we should let them go to school because it's important. Yeah. Know? So, so they're so rather than like change the the color that we're at, he's saying we're going to change the, the rules description of the or the definition of yeah. each color. And it's like, yeah, why do we silly. have colors anyway? You know. Yeah. Or why don't we just add more colors? We can get every color on the rainbow. We're in code pink. Exactly. You know? that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
I mean, again, we're not trying to figure this out. We don't, we don't, we're not experts no. of, uh, in, in, in viral infections or anything like that. Or, or in, in raising children, honestly. Yeah, so. Or in policy, state policy or anything like that. Yeah. It is of my opinion that you should wear a mask. If you're not wearing a mask, I assume that you have bad breath and you don't want to smell it. And you don't want to smell it. And, and also you that, just don't brush your teeth. Yeah. And that's the only judgment I'll make. <laughs> you lack compassion. And you lack compassion yeah. for your fellow man. So please, please wear a mask. Please. There's like this kind of distrust with like the CDC and the people that are like the more national and worldwide organizations that are supposed to handle this type of thing. Yeah. And I, I understand that when they come out and they say one thing, it, it, and, and, you're, and you kind of abide by it, and then they come out and say something that's kind of counterintuitive to the first thing, you, it might feel like they don't know what they're talking about. But also the CDC is like made up of scientists and publicists. Yeah. It's not just like one type of person. Like it's all just a group of scientists saying, okay, let's update the Facebook page with what we think yeah. is going on today. And so like people were like, at first they said, you know, you shouldn't wear a mask. And now they're saying everyone should wear a mask. And it's like, well, at the beginning of this pandemic, like, first of all, I don't know if you remember the toilet paper episode of the pandemic. Yeah, We were running out of supplies. Like we weren't producing stuff quick enough. And if the CDC is like, okay, everyone's buying up everything we like, like they're buying up masks that we need in hospitals and stuff like that. It might not be out of the realm of possibility for someone in the CDC to say, you know what, this doesn't protect you from, like particles still get through masks. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should just be like, you know, social distance, don't worry about the mask thing. Yeah. And then, you know, another month into it, they're like, okay, people are not like staying indoors. (laughs) Well, the disease is less than a year old. Yeah. We're learning. I mean, obviously we're going to have to change some things because we're learning new things about it every single day. And, and science is essentially just trial and error and trying to figure things out. So like, you can't, you can't just be like, oh, they got one thing wrong. They got everything wrong. They're trying to protect you. Yeah. And, you know, I understand that there is a a section of this country and a section of the world, really, that is mm-hmm. really against just the idea of science, I guess. And, you know, that's... Yeah, or like intellectualism. Intellectualism, science. I understand, like, the, the stuffiness of intellectualism. Mm-hmm. Like, I can... Like, I like listening to science podcasts and stuff like that, but I like people who talk about science in a more casual kind of way. Sure. If people... Like if you kind of, if people take the kind of NPR approach to things where they're just like, it's so stuffy and kind of buttoned up mm-hmm. and it's kind of, you can kind of tell like some of these people are up their own asses. Yeah. Like, I don't like that either, no. but like, I understand that there's people that are smarter than me that are paid to figure these things out and have been studying these things for a long time. And I don't know, it's, uh, it's alarming, but I would say, I mean, do what you want, but like, please listen to scientists, mm-hmm. please. The, one of the bigger arguments with the whole mask thing is that it's an infringement on civil liberties. Sure. That you, you can't tell me what to wear mm-hmm. on my face. Um, and so I wanted to make a, to- a quick, just like little mini list of the top three things required by law in Utah that we have to wear. So these are things that if you don't wear, you could get in trouble, fine, things like that. So uh, number one, a seatbelt. Yes. So you're required by law to wear a seatbelt. What are your seatbelt habits like? I wear a seatbelt all the time. Are you pretty diligent about it? Yeah. And even even before cars started yelling at you to wear your seatbelt, mm-hmm. I was a pretty big seatbelt guy. 
that was honestly the biggest fix for that industry or for yeah, the seatbelt really, thing. It's just, just your a, car won't shut up. Yeah, I mean, you're, have my car beep at me a minute, and mm-hmm. it seems like everybody's down. But no, I'm I'm pretty pretty adamant that I wear a seatbelt and that everybody else in my car wears a seatbelt. Yeah. Do you think it's an infringement on your freedom th- that seatbelts are required by law? No, because <laughs> a driver's license isn't a right; it's a privilege. It's a good and point. So they get yeah. to they get to kind of add, you know, qualifiers for that privilege. Yeah. Okay. A speed limit isn't a, a speed limit isn't a uh, infringement on my, you know, on my rights. No. So. Yeah. And it's like, again. Don't my, put airbags in my car. Yeah. <laughs> if I want my face to hit the steering wheel, I that's want my, my God face given right. to hit the steering wheel. People take, see, that's the problem with the freedom argument is people just take it. it it's like, it's my freedom. Yeah. I Like, it doesn't matter if people are free from my actions. It's my freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so dumb. Okay. Uh, number two, life jackets. Uh, at least while tubing uh, on rivers and floating, which sure. is big here in Utah. Like, Sure. I, that's like a, that's like a, at least an, it's, it's probably a little more, like it's a little bigger in Ogden where we grew mm-hmm. up because we have the Weber River and everything yeah. up there. Um, but like, that's like a pastime up there is like just getting really hammered. <laughs> and floating. <laughs> yeah. And floating on the river. And it's not a lazy river. No, it's not. A, it's, it's not a very lazy, active it's river. Very scary sometimes. And I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to like water stuff. Yeah. And I don't like the idea of drowning. No. But like if you go out into these rivers, they're usually pretty crowded with people mm-hmm. and they've got floating coolers and they're just like slamming beers. Yeah. And they're just hammered <laughs> while floating. And so the state parks department was just like, okay, if you're on a river, no matter what, no matter what vessel you're on, you have to be wearing a, a Coast Guard approved life jacket. Sure. So is that an infringement on our freedom? I'm just going to come back to the same thing every time. <laughs> like we do not have any inherent right to float on that river. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that is that is probably state-owned land. Yeah. So the state gets to mandate what you do on that land. Yeah. Again, it's like floating on those rivers is a privilege, so please. And they're just like sick of cleaning, you know, bodies out of the yeah. <laughs> out of the river. So they're just like, we're, at least if you're going to drown, drown face down floating on top of the river and yep. then we can scoop you up. You'll be easy to find. So, yeah, life jackets, you're required to wear those. And then this one is my favorite because um, I actually, so when I when I pulled these together, I actually looked into the laws. So I'm like, is this actually required? Like, yeah. Could you be fined or, you know? Or charged if you if you don't abide by these. Um, so the third one is pants and genitalia coverings. And the reason why I say genitalia coverings is because that seems to be the only thing specified in like indecent exposure laws. You can't show your genitalia. You can't show your genitalia. Okay, interesting. So don't do it. Fair. Um, I also because like the like I know that the hard line, no pun intended, is <laughs> genitalia. Sure. <laughs> so like you can't you know, show your private parts, but I wonder how much you could get away with, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know if you could walk into, like you could send like a woman into a Harmon's in a bikini. Yeah. I think if they were wearing a bikini, even if they were wearing shoes or something, someone might say something. I think so. But I wonder what the line is. Harmon's is a fine establishment though. Yes. Yeah, very fine establishment. And now we're talking about like a Dan's market. No offense to Dan's market, but like yeah. Might be able to get away with a little more in a Dan's market or like a Kent's or a Weiniger's. <laughs> That's how we make judgments on grocery stores now. It's like you could get away with like like whitey tidies and a polo t-shirt. You could Donald Duck it in a, yeah. in a, in a Smith's, but in a Harmon's, you, they're going to call you on that. Yeah. That's, no, that's no ducking it here. <laughs> or in a Dan's market or a, 
You know, though, you can get away with pretty much anything at Reams. Like, you can shop naked there. True. Yeah, it's true. It's it's the Wild West over at Reams. <laughs> I think I think a fun experiment would be to to because like grocery stores are one thing, but let's let's set a bar mm-hmm. for how much skin you can get away with showing in public. Sure. We're gonna send Dan Hello. to town hall meetings. Okay. Throughout a month, and every town hall meeting, we're gonna send you in shorter shorts. Okay. And then we're just going to keep going, keep going, keep going until you finally get kicked out of the town hall meeting. It's probably going to happen quick. I have really, really white legs. <laughs> so they're just going to so glow like, from the back of the room. Like, Hold on. <laughs> What's that glare? What is this? <laughs> it, would, it would be the first pair of shorts, honestly. <laughs> they're just like, cover your knees, son. Yeah. Uh, or if I go the other way, they're just like, why does this guy in the Speedo keep coming to these town hall have meetings? Have you no decency? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so those are three things that you're required to wear by law. So as you can see, our uh, liberties have already been infringed upon, and we are already living in a communist hellhole. <laughs> Moving on to Lagoon, who seems to be coming, I feel like once a year, you know, every season they come out with like a new attraction. Yeah. I don't know if they did anything this year because of everything that's going on, but usually they come out with like a new attraction every year, but I also feel like it's kind of annual tradition for them to be in the news for something really weird yeah, and like kind of sketchy. Um, this actually wasn't picked up by any of the local news uh, outlets, but we found it on Twitter and I thought it was really interesting to discuss. So Lagoon, the amusement park in Farmington, came under fire from local designers after a Facebook post advertising a design contest for their new line of face masks. So basically they put a contest on their Facebook page asking for designers to send in uh, submissions for a cool design for their new face masks they want to sell in their parks. Mm -hmm. And this all kind of unfolded on Twitter and Facebook, but some of the local designers who, who saw it, they just commented and they asked, Oh, well, is it, is there going to be pay? Are we going to get any money for this? A normal question to ask. Yeah. It's, it's not unreasonable. It's an exchange of goods. Yeah. I'm going to be putting some work into this or am I going to get some money? Rather than be like, oh, okay, we kind of see where you're coming from. That's interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out a way to pay you guys. Uh, they said no. They dug in their heels and they said this is not a paid contest. But we're going to give you a list, list of reasons why designers would benefit from this contest. They literally made a list of justifications for not paying artists. Uh, and they lettered them, so it's all nice and organized. Wonderful. <laughs> and it goes from A to H. <laughs> we know designers are really, really big on organization. Yes. So the fact that they put them in alphabetical order was really nice, I think. Yeah, and they, you know, they used big words, and they used the word independent a lot. So, you know, artists like that. They do. I should say at the top, they did delete this, and so... Did they delete the comment or the the contest in general? Everything. Okay. So they canceled the contest... I'm I'm assuming they canceled it because they were like ungrateful yeah. little twerps. Uh, also, oh, do you ever want money for your hard work? Yeah, I think I see it as a victory though that they just took the whole thing down and they're not going to be sure. You know, mining local artists for their hard work and no pay. But big thanks to a local designer Alicia, I think that's how you pronounce her name for sticking up for uh, the artists. You know, against uh, the uh, the huge shadow of big amusement park here in Utah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go down all these. So so I, I basically, I, I kind of edited out all of the, the actual comments because there was a little bit of back and forth between Lagoon and designers. The comment that I wanted to focus on is the list of benefits that uh, they proposed in lieu of an actual paycheck for these designers because mm-hmm. I think it's pretty hilarious. So I'm just going to go down. Reason A, that Lagoon uh, doesn't want to pay artists, or reason or benefit A, I guess you could call it, um, 
It's an opportunity for your work to be professionally reproduced for a mass audience. Yeah, that translates just into like it's an opportunity for us to make buckets of money off your hard work. And, and it's yeah, and it's it's kind of another way to like mass audience probably sounds a lot more appealing than exposure. Yeah. It's it's the, yeah, it's the exact same thing. And all you're going to do if it's if they really believe that it's like a source of pride to see to see like your your design on people's faces. Yeah. Just think of how how much better it would be if you also had a paycheck. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> exactly. a source of pride. Also, I don't know how they're going to like give people credit. Like if you're going to say, oh yeah, you're going to get exposure for making our masks that we sell in our theme park. Is is their name going to be on the mask? Yeah. Are they going to tag them in every photo that, that the mask is present yeah. in? You know, it's just. How do, how do any people that design any of their merchandise get credit for any of that stuff? Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know, maybe they post on their Facebook, this person won. But again, I think people would rather have a, yeah, a and paycheck. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a one-time thing, you know? Yeah. Line item B, benefit B. <laughs> okay. Quote, the opportunity to help bring awareness to your community about the importance of protecting others. So. How you, is that the responsibility of the artist? I don't like, know. Like, how is, if someone's like, will you make a design for my cancer walk? Maybe I shouldn't go down this road. <laughs> no, you can, where are we going I, with that? I don't know. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't. Well, I mean, but, you know, the cancer walk isn't going to make a profit off of the logo that you make for their, if you design a logo for a charitable 5K, they're not going to make money yeah. off of that. So it's a little bit different. If Lagoon is going to make a mask and charge 10 bucks for it and make a bucket, you know, mm -hmm. you can't even give like a percentage or I anything know. like that, even just an upfront, like, hey, 500 bucks to whoever wins. Yeah. Like I get to spread awareness while you get to like spread that sweet sweet cheddar that you're making off my design like i just i just don't yeah. understand how that falls onto the artist benefit c um is another opportunity and this opportunity is to receive the professionally produced mask free of charge without having to invest in setup fees and minimum order fees i think that that is such a good benefit like i'm surprised they buried the lead here <laughs> like i get a mask yeah I, that i designed that's yep. a, that's quite amazing also, you can already get a free mask. You can yeah, do, anywhere. Utah has an entire program, coronavirus.utah.gov slash mask. They'll give you a mask. You just fill out a form. Boom. They'll send you a mask. It might have some weird uh, tea party imagery and gun stuff on it. I know yeah. that, that was <laughs> yeah, in the that news was, recently, but. That really did happen. But, uh, you know, it might just be a, a solid color. So. Yeah. And if you want a free mask or you need a free mask, you can get them virtually anywhere. Go to a grocery store anywhere in Salt Lake County right now. They're handing out masks at the front. <laughs> also, I feel like if you were walking around with a Lagoon mask, like people are like, were you at Lagoon? What are you doing at Lagoon right now? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you hanging out at Lagoon these days? Yeah. Who's at an amusement park? <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Benefit D. Being involved in your community um, and help a business survive through the through a pandemic that is crippling businesses throughout the country. So essentially by creating a mask for them to make a profit off of, you're helping your community by helping Lagoon survive this pandemic. Yeah. You know, I'm worried far more about Lagoon than how I'm going to like pay rent at the end of the month. Yeah. You know, right? It's like, look, I know that I can't afford to buy groceries right now, but at least Lagoon's going to stay open. It's like, yeah. And you know what? All that theme park money, all that, all that, uh, all the ring toss money, all the churro money, that trickles down, son. 
It trickles down right into our community. Truly. It goes from the top of the cannibal straight down into our pockets. And it's a, it's a, a, tr- a trickle down theme park. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, reason uh, or benefit E. We work professionally with independent artists in our community for projects like our street art, murals, printed marketing materials, environmental design projects, uh, in parentheses, beer garden and candy store, Christmas cards, etc. So essentially they're saying we tap into independent artists to make design projects from uh, art installations to marketing materials. I'm a little worried that they might have a whole you know, underground dungeon yeah. of just independent artists that they make do all their shit, all their shit for free. Yeah. Are none of these people getting paid? I'm going to walk into the pharmacy next time and be like, look, I pay doctors all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for these pills. Are you kidding? Yeah. Me? I we, pay doctors yeah. all the time. Yeah. I paid a chiropractor. I've paid a therapist. I've paid <laughs> any number of doctors and you want me to pay you. Yeah. Unbelievable. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's they're like, we hire, we work with independent artists. That's why you should come work with us. But for free. For free. Yeah. So now I'm I'm genuinely concerned. Are any of these people like what if their design budget is zero dollars and everything from the Lagoon logo to the to the logos on each of the rides and everything, all yeah. that stuff was designed for free. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> dive into this and it's gonna turn into one of those really extensive conspiracies. You got string all over boards. We're connecting dots here. Pepe Silva yes. type shit. This is this is where the the conspiracy starts. Where are all their design materials coming from? Yeah. Okay. So uh, benefit F. And this is getting repetitive at this point. I think. Yes. Per, I think. I think they. I think they ran out of reasons at D, and they're just like stretching everything out for I these mean, last few. When we get to G, I think that goes ahead and. It proves your point that yeah. they're really stretching it. Yeah. Uh, so benefit F, our shows are created by independent artists, choreographers, and lighting designers. Again, are these people getting paid? Yeah. If you work for Lagoon right now, if you're hired to do creative work for Lagoon, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> I'm really getting concerned because they're citing all these people that they work with, uh, but they're like, look at all these other benefits besides... Mo- a monetary check you know it's a, it's it's amazing it's amazing and honestly i've driven back i've driven past lagoon on my way up to ogden you know mm-hmm. a few times in the past month or so they got lines they got lines out the parking lot like people I mean, are still going yeah people are going i think you have Ugh. to make a reservation you have okay. to wear a mask in line now great uh that wasn't the case at first i think they got i think they got a little bit of pushback when they didn't require like you know, masks yeah. or incredible social distancing. But I just always find it so fascinating how, like how you said earlier, like creative work is often just thought of as something that should be done for exposure or, you know, for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Like I'm sure Lagoon would not react so kindly if I was like, you're going to give me a free season pass and free churros, please. And what, what if even that, what if they were just like, you get a free season pass if you win this thing. True. Yes. Like just that, that, that what's that? Oh, what, how much cost is that? Like, I'm sure they have For a, them. Yeah. I'm sure nothing. they have a number like, oh, it costs us this much to open up the park every day, or it costs us this much to serve this many guests. Mm-hmm. But, the cost has to be so minuscule for one person yeah. who's going to make you a shitload of money. <laughs> Absolutely. They're going to make so much money. I These masks aren't selling for less than 20 bucks, I bet. Yeah, I know, right? But I just think like <laughs> if I said, okay, you give me a season pass and lifetime supply of churros and I will post about Dude, you on Instagram. That changes the whole game. <laughs> once a week, I'll post about you on Instagram. They're going to they're gonna slap me in the face yeah. <laughs> and say, no, 
You have to ride the sky ride back and forth 20 times as punishment. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so reason uh, G, or benefit number G. <laughs> <laughs> benefit letter G. Line item. I just still think it's so bizarre that it's just like, A, is yeah. this reason. B, this reason. We hire local singers, dancers, and costume designers. Also, artists. Yeah. That is my favorite comment. Absolutely. Because <laughs> it double dips on the whole point. So they hire local singers, dancers, costume designers, and also artists. <laughs> it's like me saying, I love eating carrots, potatoes, broccoli, and corn, but I also love eating vegetables. Truly. <laughs> and finally, that brings us to benefit H on why you should work for Lagoon for free. Our television commercials are produced by independent filmmakers who live in Utah. We value artists. They said that in all caps. All caps. With an exclamation point. They were mad at that point. We value artists, and that's why we will not pay you to design our masks. Um, I just, I saw a lot of fist slamming when he wrote that. Yeah, you sound like JFK. Did I? (laughs) Ask not what Lagoon can do for you, but what you can do for Lagoon. For free. Um, I, but filmmaking is so logistical and so labor intensive and so tough that there's no way that they're doing this for free, especially, yeah, I've seen their commercials and they're nice. They're like, they look really good. It's far too expensive to do something like that for free, you know? Yeah. So E through H benefits E through H are just listing off different types of creative people that work for Lagoon for money. All of them have been labeled as independent artists. And that's that's why they're not paying people? So are none of these people getting paid? Yeah. I just don't understand it. Anyway, thank you to uh, Alicia for sticking up for local artists. Um, I thought that was really funny. And again, they did take it down. And so hopefully they learned their lesson. I hope they didn't take it down out of spite. I hope they actually saw what people and local designers were saying. And, you know, if you want design work and you don't work in the creative field pay people it's i do think like it's one thing to have a contest like salt lake is currently having a contest for a flag design they're not going to be selling that flag you know that's something that i genuinely do think is interesting and cool and i would see myself and others participating in is creating a flag is a cool thing to do i feel like and they're not going to sell that flag to hundreds of people for twenty dollars and be like you get none of this you see know, that just, that should be the bar for exposure. Yeah, I created the symbol for an entire state. Yeah, <laughs> and I did it for free. Well, that's good exposure because it's in front of every state building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and I th- yeah I do think if it's for something, and again it, it's it's case by case. But if you're trying to make money off of the designs of someone, think about paying them. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you're trying to get design work for a charity or something like that, then you can talk to a designer, and you know. A lot of times designers will be like, oh, that's how I can help out. That's how yeah. I can I can come bring something to the table and, and help a cause. And a lot of people will do that. But if you're planning on making money off of someone's design, just fucking pay them. Um, okay, so bars across Utah are asking for mercy from Utah lawmakers so they can shift business practices during the pandemic and serve alcohol on the go. Um, if you want to follow this kind of developing on Twitter, just search the hashtag save Utah bars um, quarters, the arcade bar downtown, they seem to be the biggest kind of proponent. They're mm-hmm. the, like most vocal about this whole thing. And they've been doing interviews um, 
uh, Utah Booze News, which is a really good podcast that uh, Ben Winslow and is it Kathy Stevenson? Kathy Stevenson, yeah. From Salt Lake Trib. Uh, they do a podcast about uh, booze policy or alcohol policy in, in Utah. And they did a, <clears throat> a really good interview with the owners of uh, Quarters, Katie Willis and Michael Eccleston. I'm sorry if I butchered those names. Um, but essentially, they're asking for lawmakers to kind of release or loosen up some of the restrictions that they currently have on on alcohol sales to allow bars to serve cocktails um, in sealed packages for consumers to buy and drink at home. And the way I listened to uh, the, the interview on Utah Booze News and the way that they kind of described it was like how you can buy like Moscow mules in cans yeah. in liquor stores, stuff like that. But the... Um, the bars would be kind of crafting signature cocktails themselves and then finding a way to either can it mm-hmm. or seal it in some way and then sell it out the door or sell it delivery or, you know. Gotcha. So it's almost as if the governor could loosen up some restrictions for COVID. Oh, just yeah. Just, so just, you're saying we're, we're an orange alcohol state. Yeah. But orange used to mean this, but now it means Orange this. can mean this in these extenuating circumstances. Oh, Interesting. So what I want to know is how would alcohol to go change the way that you buy and consume alcohol? Do you think it's something that you would use? Um, If they're providing it in a sealed container, Mm -hmm. I could see myself doing it. I don't know. I'm typically more of just a beer guy. Um, Yeah. I have the occasional vodka cranberry, which unfortunately doesn't take much. Yeah, it's a little too easy. It's it's a bit too easy for me to just be like, all right, I got... I got my cranberry juice and I got my vodka and I can mix those myself. Like, you know, does delivery, does the, like the idea of delivery kind of change? No, I haven't had a single thing delivered to my house. Really? In COVID. Yeah. What? Not even like Amazon packages? Well, no, I've had Amazon packages (laughs) delivered to my house, (laughs) but I'm like, I think that I'm just a bit too much on the precautious side in terms of things. Like I, when I go to the grocery store, I wear gloves, I wear a mask. And when Mm -hmm. I get home, I wipe down every single item I bought with an anti, uh, with a uh, like a Lysol wipe. like a white Lysol yeah. wipe, and then I let it sit for ten minutes, and then I put it away. You know, like yeah. If they're sealed, maybe I think I think they have to be sealed because of open container laws. So if mm-hmm. any alcohol is traveling in any type of vehicle, it has to have a seal on it. Yeah, I think you could even get in trouble for having a flask, even if you weren't like drinking it or anything. If you have a flask yeah. because it's not sealed, you can get in trouble for that. And I think the idea here would be like, yeah, they're canning them or they're sealing them in some way, and they're just like selling them out the door, mass producing them. I guess gotcha. kind of the way that Fisher's doing, where they just they're still brewing, sure, and they change up their menu each week and they can certain things, and then when they run out, they're out. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish that I wish that the state of Utah had a bit looser of laws in general because I've seen a lot of states doing kind of these take home kits, and it gives you, yeah. and I think that that has much more of a, an appeal because it's almost an activity that you get to do. Um, yeah, you know, it's like a take home, a take home kit for Moscow Mule or a take home kit for an old fashioned or whatever, oh, yeah. you know, like, like a bar kit. Yeah, I, I really like that idea much more than just like the I mean, maybe I would use it. I'm not I'm honestly not <laughs> sure. I just don't drink liquor that much. Yeah, so. and it's never sometimes the uh, like the things that they sell the like kind of pre-made cocktails that you find at like liquor stores mm-hmm. or a little, you know. I'm not saying that like our, our local bars would be like this, but you know, they sell shots like they're yeah. like sealed and you just peel the plastic off and take a yeah. shot. It always feels a little dirty. Like, it does. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not down with like those, those weird things, but I feel like it would be a different story if people were like producing, you know, like craft cocktails, like maybe quarters has a signature cocktail that they make and yeah. they can sell it out the door and stuff. For me, like I don't, 
I so since this whole pandemic happened, I've been um I think like a lot of other people consuming alcohol <laughs> not at an unhealthy level, mm-hmm. but a little bit more. Yeah. It's like kind of become ritualized a little bit and I'm trying to avoid that. So I'm trying to keep less alcohol in the house. So and and kind of plan out my drinking. So mm-hmm. it's like Okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not quitting drinking, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna drink on Friday nights or yeah. Saturday nights only, yeah. and it can't be before this time. And I think that this type of thing would kind of be cool in that sense, where I, like, I know I'm gonna, you know, game or something on Friday night. I want to have a couple drinks, so I'm just gonna order three drinks from a bar and go pick them up, and then I have them here. I mean, I've been doing that with Fisher beers. Mm-hmm. I go to Fisher and I get like a, a few crowlers and then have those, but. Still, I think, I think it gets a, it's like, it's still a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. Like, because if you're doing the delivery thing, alcohol, which is expensive anyways, like sometimes you're paying like nine to $15 per cocktail. Sure. Then you factor in tips and delivery fees, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it kind of starts to add up and in these kind of rough times, I don't think a lot of people are going to kind of jump for that immediately. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, but I do think like that the thing that they're asking for is something that we should do. I, I wonder if it's just an open container thing because can't, can you buy like, you can buy like strong beers from Epic, can't you? Yeah. Like from the brewery? From the brewery. And yeah. I think even like squatters across the street, do they have like high point? I believe so. Yeah. You just can't, it just can't be on draft. It's just, you know, yeah, if it's, it's canned, canned you okay. can buy it. Just like, at, just like at, as, as you said at Fisher, you know, you can buy the higher percentage alcohol. It's just, it just can't be on draft. But again, it kind of just brings to light, like, all of the silly things that, like, all the silly kind of regulations that Utah has for seemingly yeah. no reason. And, I mean, I like the way that the, the, the owners of quarters are kind of framing it because they're kind of holding uh, the, uh, the Republican, not to, you know, make it about that or anything like that, but you know, Republicans are about business and industry and Governor Herbert's a Republican. So they're like, this is a pro business move. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, sometimes these silly regulations that uh, exist for apparently no reason. I mean, like we already have what 0.05 for the DUI limit now. Mm -hmm. So they're okay. We're not going to drink and drive. We already know that. Mm -hmm. So like, how about you loosen this stuff up so we can, you know, be adults and keep, because that's the, that's the important thing I think with this whole thing, this whole alcohol to go thing is not that, we have a, a a looser system for buying alcohol. It's that we now have an option for people who want to support local bars to do so. Mm-hmm. And like these bars are kind of in a corner right now. Where they, they really yeah. are, especially a bar like Quarters, where like yeah. you're an arcade. Yeah, that was I like the whole think, field. I can't think of much many places I'd like to go less right now than an arcade. Than an arcade. Yeah. So like they're um, they're like I would have to imagine that they're, that's like their whole business model. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to be struggling, but they have to be. And, you know, like you can only I can, I'm sure they've tried like vouchers and gift card type things. Yeah. But like you can only go so far. And I don't even know if you can get gift cards. For yeah. That sort of thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. It, yeah. I think I think the most important thing is that Utah just needs to kind of get out of its own way and allow people to have the option um, to support local businesses. Because, again, we still like if you just like loosen that up and you can if you really want to get into like Utah's alcohol regulation, go listen to Utah Booze News because they cover a lot of different uh, aspects of it and why it's kind of wacky compared to... It's. I've always said that like that podcast is the perfect example of content that would work in Utah and nowhere else because 
that really is interesting. And the people that they talk to from the DABC and stuff like that, um, they shed a lot of light on what's going on in Utah. But like, even with these regulations kind of loosened up, we'd still be like one of the strictest states. Mm -hmm. Like Butte, Montana. I have some family that lives lives up in Butte, Montana. If you go to Butte, you can walk into a bar and order a drink, and they're going to ask you if you want it in a glass or if they want if you want it in a plastic cup. Yeah. Because you can walk out of the bar with yeah, your drink. You can just walk around. You can walk around anywhere you want, and it's the Wild West there, and it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> like Butte. Butte might seem like kind of a little Montana. It's it's like a small mining town. Mm-hmm. It's really cool though. They got a lot of cool stuff up there, and it's got like one of those really sketchy prohibition pasts. Yeah, that's really fun to look at. Um, but every time I go up there, it's always a party. Um, the most recent restriction that they made on that whole law was they finally put their foot down, and I think like 2013, 2014, where they were like, "Okay, well, we'll keep the open container stuff. You can walk around with your drinks, but you can't have a drink in public between 2 a.m. and 8 a.m." <laughs> <laughs> and that was There's the cutoff now. That's, yeah, they, that's where they tighten the restrictions. So they're like, okay. Things get really weird after 2 a.m. If it gets 1.58 a.m., dump that drink. Yeah. Get it off the streets. But if you want to keep going at, at breakfast, just come back at 8 a.m. You can keep going, keep, keep rallying. Um, so I would say, yeah, if this is something that you're interested in supporting, search the hashtag Save Utah Bars um, and, you know, do the rounds. Write your representatives, call people. And find ways to support these guys. Absolutely, they, they need it. We're gonna we're gonna need it when when you know when COVID's done. Yeah, we're gonna need some semblance of normalcy. And I have a hard time believing that you know a life without bars is gonna be just a ton of fun socially speaking. Yeah, I for one want to get back to like enjoying public settings again. No, absolutely, <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I bet I'll be nervous at first. I know, like it's gonna like that first. Friday back at Fisher. I mean, if, if, if it depends on what kind of normalcy we're talking here, I think that like, like I have not, I've legitimately just like not been to a restaurant. I've not been to, cause I know restaurants are open. Yeah. I know that, that like you can eat on a lot of patios. I don't even trust that really. No. Like I just, and on like, and if you look at, I mean, I drove by a, a cafe downtown, mm-hmm. got a patio. I'm not going to name names or anything, but I drove by and I saw, the patio was full and there was like two people wearing masks and the server wasn't wearing a mask. Oh, wow. dude, that, yeah. that, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, no, and no one's saying anything. Like I would probably like, I don't want to be dramatic, but I would probably get up and leave. Oh, absolutely. Just at it, just at, at feeling weird about it. Like I, I, I wouldn't be comfortable eating in that environment. And mm-hmm. so this is what happens when you don't have like mask mandates. And Truly. again, we're not trying to get too political. We're not the professionals on this thing, but I mean, the sooner we can crush this thing, the sooner we can get back to uh, playing arcade g- games at quarters. Taking and pictures in front of their neon signs. Yeah, exactly. Ladies love it. Men want to do it too. <laughs> we just can't. That's good That's good marketing for quarters bar. Ladies love it and, and men want to do it too. <laughs> we are the bastards keeping them down, I think, is kind of the point there. I can't. Exactly. I, can, I can't very well go into the ladies' restroom and say, hey. Don't let the bastards keep you down because I'm the bastard. Man. Yeah, you're the, you know, <laughs> and Utah's the bastard in this situation. Truly, don't let keep, the bastards keep you down. I completely forgot that was the neon sign in there that everyone takes pictures of. That's funny. Utah, quit being a bastard. You're keeping us all down. And on that note, that's going to do it for the Holy Hive Show. Thank you for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Um, if you want to support us, go to holyhiveutah.com. 
see what the company's all about, what the website's all about. And uh, we're going to be rolling out some more video content, um, other things throughout July. Uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, check us out on YouTube. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.